0: blog talk radio welcome world welcome once again to tuesday talk with key west lou i am your host Louis Petrone. well this is the merriest of weeks i begin by wishing each of you a very merry christmas i love christmas i i really enjoyed my christmases as my children were growing up uh I just, I loved it, I, you know, uh, them waking us up early Christmas morning, come on, we got to go downstairs, see what Santa Claus brought us, and I'm getting all excited, and, and things like that. Um, they, there were some, I remember one evening, my son's first two-wheel bicycle, it was a small one, but in those days you had to put them together. The stores wouldn't, for ten or twenty dollars, put the bike together for you. I was up till four in the morning putting that bike together. I hated it. Anyhow, uh, we moved into a bigger house. The kids were some of them were still in grammar school. Two of them were still in grammar school. Christmas was wondrous. There was the house was magnificent. It was huge. The, the ceiling was ten feet high in the living room, so we had a huge tree in the living room. Uh... The best part was Christmas Eve, my mother, I'm of Italian extraction. My mother was born in the old country and we did a We did an Italian, uh, Christmas Eve as all Italians do. I gotta say, or it used to be that way. Mine w- might be the last generation to have done it, but we ate, we ate the seven fishes. And I've got to tell you something. My grandmother made a, ter- did a terrific table. My mother did a terrific table. My wife did a terrific table. I I've been divorced now 15 years, so I miss the seven fishes. Lisa has turned into an outstanding cook, but she doesn't do the seven fishes for some reason. She'll have one or two. She may have some. I know she's having Maine lobsters, uh, which is good. First time we're doing Maine lobsters, uh, and she'll have some shrimp as an appetizer. But I miss that part of it. Uh, I miss sitting around the dining room table on Christmas Eve. We sat there for hours. I had a huge dining room, huge table. The table held without any problems, 14 people. Uh, And then you could put in a couple of chairs here and a couple of chairs there, and it would hold more. Well, it was wonderful when the kids were still in school, not married. Then they got married, and their wives would sit at the table. My parents were always there. I, I, I saw my parents. I observed my parents mature, getting older, and I always admired, though, the way they just got older easily every year at that table. Uh, the Then my children had children, and the party got bigger, and it reached a point where uh, not everyone could sit at the big table, as we called it, because there weren't enough seats. Uh, so we would set up a couple of card tables in the center hall, and... Tablecloths, candles, and all that stuff on them, and but the kids had to eat there. And then uh, I redid the kitchen portion of the house, made the kitchen huge, and put a table holding twelve. Normally, a long table holding twelve in the kitchen. So they moved into the kitchen, the kids, and some of them still had to sit at a card table in the center hall. What happened is this: uh, it was very hard to move into the big table in the dining room. You had to wait your turn in line, and it was dependent upon age. That That is what determined whether you got a priority pass to the big table. My daughter, Lori, did not make the big table until she was a practicing attorney, and we made a big deal out of this, but that, that's the way it was done. Uh, And that was nice. That was fun. And I just enjoyed I enjoyed Christmas Christmas Christmas. I enjoyed the food I enjoyed the people the company people would stop in Uh, They came to drop in to say hello Uh, They didn't really drop in to say just hello They wanted to taste my wife's cooking the seven fishes because every time somebody came we pull up a chair someplace Uh, But it was a nice evening Now Christmas Eve will be at Lisa's this year And there's a quirk in this thing, a problem. I'm not going. Uh, I'm 86. I've had my three, my two regular shots and my booster shot. Uh, But, you know, I fear. I'm at that age where, you know, I'm not going to help myself move on to my next life. Uh, I want to stay here as long as I can. I uh, have been having heart pains the last two years. Tremendous pains, oh, my God. The heart doctor says, don't worry. They're all on the right side. None are ever on the left side. Nobody can." I've had these before, but not so many in a short period of time. It worries me that the nitroglycerin takes the pain away. And now I've got four fingers on one hand, trigger fingers. The pain is killing me. I'm going to my fourth day of medication. I don't know if that's going to heal. But I'm symptomatic. I've got problems. And I called Lisa this morning, and I said, okay, who are you having? And I know what she was going to tell me. She's got her in-laws from Cape Coral. She's got her husband's son, her stepson, who now lives in Washington, D.C., with his his lady friend for two years. They're coming up from Washington, D.C., Cameron's mother, the stepson, lives in Big Pine. She's coming down for Christmas Eve at Lisa's house. I've got my two grandchildren, Lisa's kids, Robert and Allie, who are in high school with all the germs they must have up there. And I've got my son-in-law and my, my daughter. I say, I can't do this. I am placing myself in a position of jeopardy. Love you, not worth it. So she argued with, we went back and forth. You know, everybody's had three shots. I said, I don't care. Then uh, I said, but send me some food. Uh, and she said, well, I'm going to have lobster. this whole lobsters this year, main lobster. I said, terrific. Send it. And we decided she, she wanted to bring it so I could cook it. I said, I'm not going to boil it. I didn't boil them before when I spent parties with them. Uh, I can't throw the thing in the pan. It would bother me. Anyhow, she's going to bring me a cold lobster. I said, just cook it. Christmas Eve, and then uh, come by uh, in the morning and have Robert or somebody drop it off to me, a whole, a whole meal, I want Christmas cookies and all that. I miss the cookies. Uh, so that's what she's going to do. Then she called me back and said, Look, suppose we all we get, I'll get test kits. We all get tested Christmas Eve, okay, in the morning. We'll all get tested. I said, No good. I don't want to play games, I can't gamble, all right? This is how I feel about it. No disrespect, I love you dearly, but I'm not gonna be with you Christmas Eve, uh, nor any part of Christmas Day, so that's the story. I'm going to miss it, I do miss it. I miss the mail, I miss the company, I miss watching the kids open presents, I watched the grandchildren do the same thing that their parents had done, my children, at one time. I loved it all. I got old, I can't do it this year, They're not the same anymore. As you get older, holidays change. Anyhow, uh, it'll still be a good Merry Christmas. I'll sit here and watch a couple of good movies uh, on TV and probably have a bologna sandwich or something. (laughs) Oh, how the world turns. All right, that's Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friends. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your families. Uh, God love you all. Now I want to talk about Joe Biden's speech today. Very good speech. Uh, he dealt with the coronavirus problem, this uh, especially the Omicron uh, variant, uh, which apparently is not as deadly as Delta, but multiplies faster. Uh, I was reading yesterday, some place had like three cases uh, two weeks ago, of COVID based on the variant uh, Omicron. Omicron. And the following week, they had something like 30. And this past week, they had 78. It just goes up and up and up. Uh, It moves around fast. Fortunately, if you have had your three shots and you got it and you can still get it, I've met people down here already who have had it. I wrote my blog this past week about Don of Don and Chris from Syracuse. Uh, He got it, and he had three shots. Spent two weeks in bed at home. He says, it wasn't bad, but it was bad enough. I felt like shit, excuse me. I had headaches. I had trouble breathing. I didn't have to go to the hospital, but I had to stay in bed. Uh, It still comes around, but you survive it, it's mild. Uh, And the president's working at this. Uh, What are we going to do? Some people were blaming him because now he's going to send out all these free tests, things, test kits, uh, after the first of the year. And later on today, news interviewers were saying, well, why didn't he have uh, a plan already for those? Well, how the hell are you going to plan for something that changes what's happening so fast? A month ago, we just started hearing about this Omicron, and it was over in Africa and Europe. We knew it was going to come here, and now it's here. But how can you do this? But he plans on sending out next month. Five million test kits in the United States, free to the people of the United States so they can test. They're now pouring a lot of testing into this thing, so you can see where you're going. Uh, I think he's doing a wonderful job. I, I, you know, he's having a rough time. I'm going to talk about our good friend Joe Manchin in a bit. Uh, who I think is a horse's ass, uh, but that's neither here nor there. So now let's we're going to stay with the coronavirus for a bit. Israel, when COVID first hit two years ago, Israel was one of the leading countries, if not the leading country in the world, to take control of the virus. They beat the virus down. Okay. And the whole world said they did a good job in Israel. They made the people wear the mask. They made the people get the shots. Uh, they didn't get together in large groups, and the people cooperated. All right, but Israel's in bad trouble today with this Omicron. Uh, hard to remember it's O M I C R O N, but it's hard to pronounce. Anyhow. I'll tell you how bad it is. Uh, One of the head of medicine for Israel, I forget what his title is. He announced last week. Okay. And he said, uh, the public should prepare for endless boosters. And now I quote him. We will need to take the fourth shot, the fifth shot, the sixth shot, and the seventh. Maybe we're going to have to take a shot the rest of our lives every year. You know, i like to take the flu virus shot, uh, the flu shot, rather. Uh, who knows? Uh, whatever way, as long as they can control it and take care of this problem, uh, we don't want another 1918 and the Spanish flu, which killed I don't know how many millions of people worldwide. Uh, uh, here we go, still staying with COVID. Do you know who's in the best shape today? Uh, Controlling uh, COVID? Japan. Japan. Japan has stopped COVID dead. This was the title of some column someone wrote for the Times or Washington Post last week. Japan has stopped COVID dead in its tracks. Japan's death rate is 5% of that in the United States. I mean, we're not even in competi- they're not in competition with us regarding this. Uh, we're way ahead of them, which is not something to be proud of. The reason Japan has done well is the people listened to the government. They listened to the government. They did what they were told, which we don't do here. All of a sudden, we got all these freedoms we never had before. Oh, it's a violation of religion to wear a mask uh we're covering the, the nose of jesus man man is in the likeness uh his image is in the likeness of god jesus man's face is in the likeness of jesus if you force people to wear a mask you're covering his their nose and you can't see Jesus' nose. Well, the federal court thought that was bullshit, fortunately, and threw it out. But there are a lot of other things. They don't want to wear masks, people. You can't tell me what to do. Uh, I, you can't tell me my children have got to have shots. You can't tell me that I have to get a shot. Well, you know, we don't live for ourselves alone in this world. The world is a big community. And everyone has to be concerned also if there's a serious illness such as COVID, and you can give that germ to someone else, who can give it to someone else, and it multiplies and multiplies. Uh, now, and again, the reason it was successful in Japan, what they did, they had a vaccine. They had a vaccine rollout immediately that was a success. They got everybody shot up. The people wore masks all the time, and they wore them on the streets, too, all the time, and they're still wearing masks every day on the streets in Japan, okay? And their social gatherings were restricted. You could have no large gatherings, and they still don't permit large gatherings. I don't know if the people are complaining. I haven't read about it, but one thing's sure, they have stopped covid dead in its tracks. Now, let me share a little bit more of this with you. Uh, let's see now. These numbers are going to blow you out. I'll tell you right now. Uh, there are 126 million people in Japan. Okay? 80% of their people have been vaccinated. 80% of the Japanese people are vaccinated. Where is the United States? Only 60% are vaccinated. There's the difference. 20% makes a big difference. Now, Japan, present numbers over the last month, Japan has, in the past year rather, past year, Japan has had 14 out of every 100,000 of its population die because of coronavirus debt. Fourteen out of every hundred thousand. Where is in the United States? We this this is a weekly, or just let me check here. I don't know if it's a daily or a weekly uh, number, but two hundred forty-two of every hundred thousand people in the United States die have died from coronavirus, whereas only eighteen thousand. I'm sorry, 14 out of every 100,000 have died in Japan. Proof that they're doing something right. Last week, in Japan, just last week, the average new virus infections per day were 130. Last week, just last week, in the United States, the average new infections, virus infections we're 120,000. Do- I'm sorry, 120,000 people per day, 113 new ones a day in Japan, 120,000 new infections in the United States. Japan's doing it right. We're doing it wrong. We. I won't say that we haven't learned from it. It's just that even our government can't seem to get the people forced to do the right thing. Uh, they're endangering themselves uh they're endangering their families their friends crazy i don't understand this i really don't understand this now there has been a huge COVID surge surge beginning about 10 days ago in new york state remember new york was bad new york city especially at the beginning not then they got under control with their back in trouble again in new york Uh, and the surge began not in new york city or in the southern portion of New York State, but in upstate New York, all the way across upstate New York, and that's where I come from, my hometown of Utica. It got so bad the hospitals didn't have enough beds. There wasn't enough medical staff. The governor called in the National Guard, Sent initially said something like, five hundred or a thousand national guard persons trained to do the medical work into the hospitals in buffalo rochester syracuse utica schenectady and albany uh... those are the upstate cities all right. and uh... amazing now it's in new york city it's terrible in new york city and there is now a mandate okay and this mandate by the way is by the governor of new york again, the new governor And it applies to the whole state, okay? And in all indoor public places, masks are mandated. Masks are mandated, okay? Unless the business or venues implement a vaccine requirement. It began this past Monday. It's going to be in place and effect through January 15th when it will be... Re-evaluated. Now, New York's not the only state that said you must wear a mask in a public place. It's also the rule now or the law now in Washington, Oregon, Illinois, New Mexico, Nevada, and Hawaii. New York has gotten so bad; it's bad, bad as Now, Mayor De Blasio is no longer mayor come December 31st. He's dealing with the problem right now, the surge in New York City. Uh, and the new mayor is helping him also. However, it's bad. And it's also bad in the state of Massachusetts. The, now, the president, it was announced, I think, Saturday, the president was going to give a talk on television today about how the government was handling from this point forward uh, the, the the virus. And you know what Mayor de Blasio said Saturday with regard to Biden making the speech Tuesday, three days later? And I quote, New York needs help now. And a leading hospital, I'm sorry, a leading doctor, a governmental official in the state of Massachusetts said, and I quote, Tuesday is too late. That's how bad it's become. Now, let me talk about Donald Trump and Governor DeSantis quickly for a moment. Uh, Trump spoke at a rally of his people in Dallas Sunday night, Okay, and he's a whore. He's a whore. Listen to what I'm going to say. You'll recognize it. He said, get your booster shot. I got mine. He got his booster shot. Remember, we didn't even know he got a shot. He refused to get shot. Didn't need it. He didn't need it. He wasn't going to get sick. He did get COVID eventually, as you recall. (laughs) Excuse me. But now I got my booster shot. And he tells the crowd, you should get your booster shot. And you know what they did when he said, I got my booster shot. They booed him. They booed him. Okay. They booed him. Because, I'm going to tell you this, and you've heard it and you've read about it, the virus would not have killed so many people in this country had Trump taken it seriously right on and dealt with it. He fought it all the way through his administration. You know, it's, don't worry, you get it, it passes, you get a built-in immunity. We've got over 800,000 people have now died in this country. Now we go to Florida's Governor DeSantis, all right, Florida's Governor DeSantis. He told the people, and this is now my state, Florida, don't have to get the vaccine. Made it difficult to, for people to get the vaccine. Told people what they could do not to get the vaccine. Uh, He's just been anti-virus all the way. In fact, I believe that the state of Florida is number one in doing everything it could not to protect against the virus. Well, what did the Santa say over the weekend? He, he was asked on a talk show, "Did you get your booster shot?" A- a- and he he wiggled. He wouldn't answer the question directly. Well, uh, you know. And the interviewer said again, "Did you get a booster shot?" And he weasled again and did not answer the question. Which means that this man who told everyone they didn't need it, you don't have to get it, don't worry about it. He's worried about his ass. <laughs> Which now brings me to I'm done with coronavirus for the evening. <coughs> Sorry it took up so much of the show, but it is I think it's the number one issue. It is the number one issue today in this country, in the world. I'm gonna talk about Key West. In March March twenty 2020, twenty, coming twenty twenty two rather, coming month of March, Key West will celebrate its 200th birthday. Can you imagine 200 years old? Okay. And they're going to have a celebration a month long, and especially from March 19th to March 30th, they're going to have festivities every day. I hope the virus is well gone or out of here so we can have a great party. Otherwise, there are going to be problems. But uh, Sea West was settled in 1822. Key West, can you imagine that? 1822, Key West was settled. Uh, and we're going to have a 200th birthday celebration. I remember when we did it in my hometown, I was in high school, I think early high school. Utica celebrated its 150th birthday. What a party it was. It was only a week-long party, but there was everything. There were competitions. You, wrote, you gave speeches to kids in school. You wrote essays. Who's, who could win? They had all kinds of events. We fought the Revolutionary War, I don't know how many times, on different fields in Utica uh, for that 150th birthday because the Revolutionary War was right there, okay? We were the Mohawk Valley. Uh, We had it all. And uh, it was a fun thing and an interesting thing and a learning tool. So Key West is going to have its 200th birthday. We'll talk more about that later. I got very upset when Joe Manchin went on Fox News Sunday morning. Of all places, he's got to go talk on Fox News. The enemy of the good people. I don't care how you people evaluate it. They lie. They say the wrong things. There should be laws to keep people off the air who do this. And uh, I don't think that's violating anyone's rights. It, it, they just tell bald-faced lies about everything. Anyhow, I, I'm, I, I was upset with mentioned before, I mean, this guy's been a United States Senator for 11 years. We never knew about him or heard about him until this year. He became that one important vote, and boy, he took off with the ball and ran with it, but he forgot which direction he had to go in. And I called my blog Monday morning Judas on Fox because Joe Manchin was a Judas by what he said. Apparently, he and the president had come to agreement last Tuesday, and uh, they had a deal. The president said it. Uh, His staff said it. But yet, Manchin goes on, uh, Fox News Sunday morning, says there's no deal. In fact, I'm telling you, I'm voting no. They made him say it three times. I am voting no for that bill. He was very upset. And he says, you know, he's been treated uncivilly by by the president's office and this and that. I know of no president. I'm an old man at 86 that got the attention on a legislative bill that Manchin has gotten from the president of the United States. They have met together almost every day for several months, every day in the Oval Office to negotiate the bill face to face uh in italian we call him a Putan. he's a pig that's all he can say uh now then sunday apparently they talk sunday night or something and today they're talking again they're going to try again i don't like this guy he's a mental case because he, he always agreed to things and then he changed afterwards he was always changing how he felt about something, and when they had a package along the way, then he'd come back a couple of days later and say, "Whoa, whoa, we got to take care of this too. This has to be resolved." You know, he—he—you he, he, couldn't depend on him. You could not depend on his word. Yes, I had a great—excuse <coughs> me—I had a great weekend. Um, my television time was watching the PNC Championship. It's a professional golfers championship. It's about 20 years old, 25 years old. Only 20 teams are permitted, and it's a family team event. It's a father and child, father and father, father and father-in-law. There's only one professional in the group. Well, Tiger Woods came back and played for the first time in 10 months since that horrible accident. And for the second year in a row, he had his son, Charlie Woods, 12 years old now. This kid is terrific. By the way, they came in second in the tournament last year. They were six. six. This kid, Charlie, he's a little kid. He, he's terrific. <laughs> he hits that ball long. He knows how to turn it. His iron game is terrific. His putting, he was dropping 20, 30, 40 footers, okay? And when his dad screwed up on his shot, and he, his dad was taking the shot first, He'd look at his father, nod his head, and he'd go over and he'd take his shot because it was the best ball thing, and, and he'd shoot a great shot. In fact, the first day of the tournament, <coughs> excuse me, on the second or fourth hole, they got an eagle. And it was, the, it was Charlie's ball, 12-year-old Charlie's ball, uh, in the fairway uh, and then onto uh, the green because of par five and making the putt. It was his, his eagle. Uh, will will Tiger Woods ever be able to come back fully? He doesn't know. I don't know. Uh, he, he can't walk the course. He had a ride. But he hit the ball good. Hit the ball good, and the kid does too. The kid's going to be his father without any question. All right. Uh, that's, that's the show for tonight. This is my Christmas show. So, again, I'm going to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Uh, one way or another, have a good time. Even if you've got to do it alone, as I'm going to it, uh, I'm beginning to enjoy my company alone. Don't forget, initially, I went 342 days in self-quarantine. Anyhow, that's it for tonight. Merry Christmas again. Uh, it's been my pleasure to be with you. And I've got to say it once more. Merry Christmas, and now good night.